Welcome to Pursuit of Relentless podcast. As usual, you've got your host here, Elena Nadig. And today I am pumped to bring this lovely lady on the call. And she and I connected through a mutual friend. As you guys know, I interviewed Rassi a little bit ago. And she's like, you got to meet Sue. She's awesome. So um, coming up to us from the UK, which is really awesome. Uh, Sue Lewington Bide, welcome to the call. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business and what got you into the whole entrepreneur life. Um, well, goodness, I've been looking at being an entrepreneur for years and years. Um, but because uh, I actually started a translation agency in 1998, um, and ended up um, spending too much money on advertising and not enough on revenue, not getting anything in. Um, so I had to stop that. But from then on, I was uh, convinced that I would be an entrepreneur at some point. Um, and I became a mental fitness life coach and hypnotherapist um, because my daughter became anorexic. And as a result, I decided to look into how the mind works and it fascinated me so much. And I felt that I could give back to, to parents, especially who suffer with children who have mental health issues. Um, so that's when I started that basically, which was about three years ago, I suppose. Cool. Yeah. We were talking in our pre-interview and you were talking about how people just really don't necessarily know how to help themselves. No. And, we kind of just go through like existing and I, I used to call it my autopilot, right? Like I would just go through the days and just feel like I was just hitting the same like groundhog day every single day. Absolutely. You know? like, yes. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. And no. I feel like people just get really stuck. Well, they don't even know that they are sometimes. Um, I mean, I know me, uh, you know, I've drifted through my life. Most of my life is it's been, you know, it, it was in my latter years, really, <laughs> that I've discovered that I can actually do something useful and that I enjoy and that I want to do. Most people don't enjoy their working life. Mm -hmm. They just do it. Yeah. Which is uh, such a shame. So why do you think that is? Because we're all conditioned as, as children so you you grow up, you get a job. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't. They don't. Nobody says to you, you must have the job of your dreams, or you know, what do you really want to do? They just say you must get a job so that you can look after yourself and have a family and, and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people as a whole adhere to that and just get into the rut. Yeah. Well, I did the same thing. Like I thought my dream was to be a pastry chef. And then I was like, Nope. <laughs> you know, Cause yes. I couldn't financially support myself and I got myself in a lot of trouble. And, and then I started breaking my body. I got carpal tunnel so bad that my boss was like, what's wrong with you? You keep dropping things all the time. And I was like, cause I can't feel my hands, man. Like I have no, I have no feeling in my limbs anymore. And it was because I had so much intense pressure building up in my arms from doing some repetitive motions, like scooping cookies. You wouldn't think that that would give you injuries. Um, it does. <laughs> but yes, like, right. I went from scooping cookies and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to wear a wrist brace. And then I messed up my shoulder and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Right. And we just, 
we don't think about that stuff until it's too late sometimes I feel do you know I don't I mean we don't realize that actually if you if you're not particularly happy with what you're doing it affects your body as well um mm-hmm. And it, you therefore need structure in your head in order to change what's going on in your physically as well as in your mind. Mm. So, yes. What do you mean by that? Like building structure? Um, well, as in you need to, to um, realize what you're thinking and why, you're, whether you're thinking negative things, because negative things just have an effect on your body naturally. Um, and the more negativity you have in your life, the worse you feel emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. So if you can actually start thinking about what it is that you're thinking and what you want to put in your mind and, and whether you have you know, happy thoughts every now and then, build on the happy thoughts, know what you're thinking and, and disregard the negativity. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot about, um, I'm reading, it's called The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. Archbishop um, Desmond Tutu and I'm like just getting to the very end where it's talking about um, like the joy practice like what you can do to actually practice being happy and being in a joyful state and all it is is talking about not listening to those little thoughts in your head right that's right and it's not giving into the fact that your thoughts are lying to you sometimes and you don't have to think that way, right? Negativity is going to come. And sometimes it's not your negative thoughts that you're thinking. It's other people's negative thoughts that have Absolutely. been projected onto you, right? And the thing is, is stress and disease are caused by the same thing. It's like you're sitting there taking on all this negativity, negativity, worry, 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 mm. fear. And it takes its frustration, anger. It causes dis-ease in our bodies. We're out of homeostasis. And that literally causes those diseases like cancer, heart attack, strokes, because we're right. just in such a bad mental place, eating disorders, right? Things like that. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't say that I was anorexic by any means, but I had a very negative relationship with food for a very long time. Yes, goodness. It took me being a pastry chef, right? And gaining a hundred pounds in pastry school, you know, like to figure out that I actually needed to, you know, look into that a little bit more. It just blew my mind to sit there and go, I thought this was my passion because I love food and I love feeding people. I was like, feeding people doesn't have to be making them fat though. Right? Like <laughs> I don't have to give them pastries and cakes and stuff for them to be happy. I can give them wholesome meals. And I'm again, reading that book and it's talking about how the Dalai Lama has a school with like 1300 orphans that he feeds and staffs the school. And every single day, it's like just taking care of all these kids. And I'm just sitting there going, man, my vision is too small. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because I'm sitting there listening to how great it can be. I'm like, man, when I'm a millionaire, I'm going to be sitting there going, okay, how many schools can I build? Right. How many people can I educate? How many people can we help in their life so that they don't feel stuck? And I think that's a huge thing, especially right now is the fact that people don't know what is coming and they don't know what. I, I think most people yeah. are very good at, um, you know, thinking too small mm. because 
they their own circumstances are in a sort of tight knit circle and they can't see past it so they they don't think that that their life can get better beyond a certain stage yeah and therefore it doesn't because they don't think it can exactly. but as soon as they start believing that things can be possible then things will change mm-hmm. dig into that a little bit more like um what do you well, think people can do to snap out of it little habits every single day are very very important i mean because it, it's quite difficult to suddenly stop your thoughts and know what you're thinking because we have so many during the day but one or two things that i do with well, the minute i get up in the morning or the minute i wake up i smile and it doesn't matter whether i'm you know what sort of mood i'm in if i'm tired or whatever but if i smile i automatically feel better mm-hmm. and i automatically want to start the day and then think about nice things that have happened to you in the last 24 hours doesn't matter what it is you know if the sun was shining instead of raining or whatever uh-huh. um just think about the good things rather than the negative you know doesn't have to be many three things is enough and three things that you're looking forward to and if you concentrate on those during the day rather than letting the negative come in all the time then you're on your way i love that you said focus on three things that you're looking forward to because that's something that i practice with my team all the time i literally (laughs) every single phone call that i have with them i go and what are three good things that are happening right now Yes. Right. What are three good things that are happening? Because most of the time, how do the conversations go? Oh, this is happening. And sometimes it's in the big, right? Sometimes they're talking about their dreams and goals and how awesome it's going to be. But a lot of the time they're stuck in that rut, right? And they're having a hard time. They're, they're focused on what's going wrong. And I'm like, what are you excited about, man? Yes, that's right. What are you excited about? Where are you going? You know, and I have to do that with myself all the time, Mm. all the time, because a lot of us get stuck in that negative feedback loop and it's tough to snap out of. Well, people don't realize that. I mean, self-development is ongoing. It's not it doesn't just end. You don't just suddenly get happy and that's it. (laughs) It's a pursuit every single day. Absolutely. I mean, things happen around you all the time that you just have to take a step back and look at and decide how you're going to cope with it rather than just react to it. Because it's people's knee-jerk reactions sometimes that also are are the wrong ways to go about things, but you can change the way you think about it. Uh So That is so true. So, so, so true. (laughs) Oh, man. There's just so many days that I wake up, for instance, and I'm going, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, And it's just the monotonous. And some, I'm a variety person. Like I definitely, I can't handle doing the same thing every day, but at the same time, I need that structure. Like mm. I have to have structure because if I literally spend one day out of routine, I get sick. Or it legit happened like last week. I did one day without reading my goals or making any phone calls or, you know, just doing the stuff that I do every single day. I didn't read my book. I got a head cold. Goodness. Two days. That quickly. Just instantly. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Mm. man. (laughs) You know, like, and I knew that that's why it was. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I can feel that and snap out of it. Right. Yes, and that's right. Well, at least you knew that's right. You know, wow. most people don't. I mean, COVID has taken away people's structure completely. Yeah. Um, and that's why 
at the moment there's an awful lot of problem with people feeling really bad and, and anxiety and depression are absolutely you know on the increase everywhere yeah and uh, yeah so structure needs to be returned and and by you know thinking about what you're thinking about you you can actually decide what structure you want mm-hmm. well and i think everyone's different too right it's going to be different for mm. every single person oh, who works for goodness, them yes right everyone's different absolutely so we were talking a little bit about how we need to spend a little bit more time looking after ourselves so that we can give to others. Mm-hmm. What do you think we should be doing on a daily basis, for example, in order to give ourselves that love so that we can give back to others? Uh, well, first of all, it's it's a good thing to praise yourself every time something good happens because it's it's not just down to outside environment because you can control it. So um, if you learn to actually say, well, actually, yes, I did that, or I managed that, or I cheered that person up or whatever, that's essential is praising yourself. Also being just doing something nice for somebody else. Um, It doesn't matter how small again, and it doesn't actually have to be anything physical. You could just pay somebody a compliment or even just think something nice and it will be reciprocated. That goes right back to smiling. It does. Absolutely. Would you rather walk past someone and just be like straight faced, (laughs) look angry, or would you rather smile at them? And guess what? Absolutely. Every time you smile at somebody, they're forced to smile back and it makes them feel better. Yes. Yes. Because it actually releases endorphins in your body that make you feel better. That's right. So if you are intentional about smiling, and every single time you see somebody, just smile. You don't have to say anything. Yes. Just put on a really cheesy smile and maybe you'll make someone laugh too. You know what I mean? Sometimes yes. I, I make like really funny faces when I'm smiling. And then you just see the person look and they're like really confused. <laughs> and I'm like, that person is contemplating what the heck is going on in my head right now. <laughs> you know? Well, they do, but at least they feel better, however, because <laughs> they think, well, she's a nutter, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm okay with that. I used to, yeah. I had a practice when I first started in business, I would go in the gym and from the front desk to the gym was like, a five minute walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so on that walk, there was always somebody, right? Always somebody, whether it was a staff member or just someone coming out of the gym. And uh, there was a couple of times that people would have like headphones in and just be like dead to the world, you know, ignoring everyone around them. And I'd be like, hi, <laughs> <You know? laughs> hello. And be like that super loud person. And they'd be like, what? Yes. I, like, I just said, hello, good morning. And they're like, oh, Hello, (laughs) like super creeped out, but I'm like, that person now knows that someone cares about them. Mm, Right. Absolutely. And it gets me out of my comfort zone. And it like, honestly, it makes you feel better because you're doing something that no one else is going to do. That's right. It's yes. But I mean, also um, another thing that I do, if you're not feeling so, so good or, or feeling a bit low, obviously your body's not feeling very energetic. If you just shake yourself out, just, briefly you know for 30 seconds that sends endorphins to your brain as well and you can't help but feel better uh-huh. even you know it's a sort of 30 second workout yeah. but it actually makes you feel a bit better I was talking to my mom about that too she's like oh I'm in pain all the time 
because uh, she has like chronic pain disorders, mm. right? She's she's on disability and she struggles oh a lot with with pain management. And I was like, how often are you moving your body? And she said, well, it hurts. And I'm like, it's supposed to. <laughs> what do you mean it's supposed to hurt? And I'm like, if you're stagnant, you lose the muscle, mm-hmm. right? If you're not using the muscle, you're losing the muscle. So if you're continuously going through your day and just existing versus being intentional and putting that energy out there. Okay. I am strong today. Today I am going to move my body. I'm going to do something that moves everything, you know, lift your arms up. We have lymph nodes under our armpits, especially us ladies. we got a whole bunch of them, right? (laughs) Do a downward dog. (laughs) (laughs) Lift yourself upside down. You get a head rush. It's great. And Mm. there's just so much beauty and moving your body. And like, I, if I don't go for a walk every morning, it is crazy. My energy difference. Like, yes. Oh, me too. I have to to keep moving. Yes. Especially in nature. Like I love, I was just in BC for a couple of weeks and every single morning I'd walk past the river and just see how it just flows, you know, and it doesn't Mm. care doesn't care if there's fish swimming in it it doesn't care if there's a bird landing on it it's just gonna keep going it's gonna do its yes. own thing you know and i heard a sunny huang one time um she's in business with me she had this analogy where you can be in the muddy water for a long time right you can be in the muddy water but muddy water doesn't stop running it doesn't mm. stop in one spot it continues to go and by the time you get from the river to the ocean yeah the muddy water disperses it's gone gone, right and so every single drop of rain is adding value to you right it's replenishing it's giving you new life and by the time that you figure that out for yourself it's a whole new you and you don't have to absolutely mud you know no i mean i always say that behind every gray sky that the sky is always blue because the sun never stops shining yeah well and what happens when yeah. you literally yeah. go above the clouds it's beautiful well, that's right you don't know yes. what's happening down there but but the weather can can be detrimental to your to your mental well-being oh. i mean i know my sister every time it's gloomy outside she finds me out she goes oh it's such a terrible day and i think well it doesn't have to be the sun is still shining <laughs> stop there you gotta but, look for it you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just depends how you look at it, you know. Yeah. Um, and and as I was saying earlier, with the um, little bits of exercise, um, you don't have to do an awful lot of that. But if you up your energy levels, energy attracts like energy. So if you're if you're feeling good, it'll help somebody else feel good, and then your all the energy levels will be up. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I do most days. <laughs> yeah. So like yesterday, uh, one of the girls on my team was like, I need help uh, moving a couch. She said someone gifted my mom a couch and her mom just had surgery. So she can't really mm. do much herself. Right. And I was like, sure. What time do you need me? Type thing. And uh, so I scheduled it in and we ran a little bit late, but it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. It was 
very hot, but got a good workout, right? Got a good workout. Yes, awesome. right. And well, looking something at that she said to me, and she's like, Elena, I haven't been doing what I know I need to do in business, but I know that you're still my friend because you're willing to do anything for me regardless. She's like, you're not just trying to make money off of my business. You're trying to <laughs> genuinely help me a, be a better person, be just in anything that I need. And I'm like, yeah, that's called being a good human. I, don't mm. know. I just love being generous. I think that again, like you were talking about, it feeds our soul to be able to contribute to others. Yes. And it makes us happier. So like she thinks that she's a burden. Whereas I'm like, I love that you asked me to help you. Well, yes, that's right. I mean, I feel that the people who are feeling low don't realize that they can actually be uh, in the right place and for the for other people. Um, they're not projecting themselves properly, so they they actually create the negative aspects of what's happening to other people and make it worse possibly. I mean, because if you're not confident in yourself, you can't actually help other people. So you have to look after yourself first. Uh I think that's so important. Like Mm. my morning routine is everything to me. When people mess with my morning routine, I am an angry lady. (laughs) I'm like, don't, (laughs) don't do it. But that's like, don't hit the snooze button. And when you do, you're like, Oh, I let myself down. You know what I mean? But then you sit there and you can go, no, maybe my body just needed a little extra sleep today. That's right. I mean, uh, that's the trouble. People beat themselves up too much. They think, oh, I should have done this and I could have done that. And actually, if you take a step back and look at it, you can see, well, okay, there are positives to what happened. Uh Um, And therefore, you can change the situation around completely. Exactly. How do you find that hypnotherapy has affected you? Oh, that's changed my life completely Um, because I've learned so much about the brain and and how it works through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And hypnotherapy is personally, I think, monumental in helping other people. Mm -hmm. How does it work? (laughs) Um, Gosh, that's a very deep question. (laughs) (laughs) So for someone who has never done it, Right. Um, yeah. How could it help me or how could it uh, be a good part of my monthly routine, for example? Well, what what it does is is it basically talks to your subconscious. So, um, I mean, a lot of people think that hypnotherapy is, is dangerous because you can get, get people to do things that they don't want to do and you can't effectively. But um, what you can do is is talk to their subconscious and get them uh, get their inner mind to tell you exactly what's going on because that's the one that's theoretically in control um, and it shouldn't be you should be in control of your mind your inner mind is just there to, to cope with all the other functions <laughs> um, but it's part of you that has uh, protected you your whole entire life Um, and that's why we have reactions to things that we don't necessarily like um, because they don't serve us anymore but the reason they're there is because your um, inner mind learns things when you're a child and whatever circumstances you come across it brings back old reactions to things that 
may have been okay when you were little but certainly aren't now Uh Um, and you have to learn what they were through hypnotherapy and and be able to tell your inner child that it doesn't serve you anymore Uh that's incredible because i think there's so many people who go back to their childhood and they go i just don't think about that and it's like (laughs) but you you can turn it into something that's actually worthwhile You, you you don't have to see it in the negative way. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people have been through trauma, which is horrendous, but you can actually get them to just say, I'm not dealing with that anymore. It doesn't serve me anymore. It's gone. And they are then in control of what they're thinking mm-hmm. and, and how they deal with it. Yeah. Well, even I go back to that book of joy and mm. it's talking about how the Dalai Lama was like exiled from Tibet to India. And they had to like hike through the mountains in the snow mm. and he was like a little child. And I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> like this is awful. <laughs> yes. But then you look at how much it, it hardened him right mm. to the point where now he gives of himself constantly because that's what it's made him to be is just a humble servant of other people. And I'm like, clap for you man like this is incredible because i look (laughs) at my childhood and it's like yeah i grew up without my dad around but who cares you know what i mean i'm like whatever i'm an adult now and i have a better relationship with him now than i did in my childhood and then i look at my my husband's childhood and i'm like okay like that's a doozy you know (laughs) and then you meet other people and you're like oh i thought i had it bad or you know Well, that's right. I mean, there's always somebody who's worse off than you somewhere. Yeah. As well. And that's something to remember when you're feeling really bad. Because I always think, you know, when times get rough, I just think, I'm okay. I've got everything I need. I've got a house. I eat. I sleep indoors, not outside. Mm -hmm. I have clothes. Mm -hmm. And that's all we need Mm -hmm. to keep us going. Yeah. And how often do we practice that gratitude? (laughs) Well, gratitude is something one should do every single day as well. I agree. Because we do have so much to be grateful for that none of us realize. Well, and I find that it helps us find more to be grateful for if we're looking for things to be grateful for. That's true. 100%. I heard in one of the podcasts that I was listening to, I don't remember who I heard it from or anything, but it stuck with me. And Mm. I took a journal. And I started writing on January 1st, um, reasons I love you to my husband. And so every day, even though some days I want to punch him in the face, (laughs) which I don't, I promise I don't. But there are days when you're sitting there going, what did I love about him today? You know, and it's so beautiful to look for those moments because you can do that for yourself too. What did I love about me today? Right. What did I, I, I have a thing called a, a happy jar that I keep in the hallway and it's for the whole family to, to add to. So anything during the day that makes you feel happy, just write it down and put it in the jar. That's cool. And, and it's brilliant. Yes. Do you reflect on them or how does that work? Occasionally. Um, no, we don't look at them, um, but we, we do talk about them. Um, but just writing it down makes you feel better. Uh-huh. But putting it all in one place 
and you can look at that and think, oh, those things are happy. And then if when when you go through it, I mean, we, we do go through it every now and then. And you think, oh, yes, that was great. And, you know, oh, I'm so glad that that made you happy. I love that. Because I um, think, like we were talking about, the subconscious just sometimes it lies to us. And mm. there are automatic behaviors that we learned as children. And those behaviors aren't necessarily us right? No. It's, it's things that we learned from watching our teachers. It's things that we learned from watching our baseball coach or our parents or our grandparents or our friends. And mm-hmm. we learn these coping mechanisms from other people because when we're young, we don't have anything else to go off of. Right? That's right. So you're, you're subconsciously programmed from all of these people that you've surrounded yourself with. And yet, When it comes to a time of stress, for instance, so like at the beginning of COVID, it was three weeks in. So stress levels were very, very, very high for everybody. Mm -hmm. Our city flooded. Oh, goodness. Just to make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) And it literally felt like a downward spiral for Mm. months and months and months. And I was just like, what is going on? And then I realized that my automatic stress response is to recluse, right? Just totally recluse, keep to myself, don't go outside, don't go do my my walks. I literally yeah. sat on the couch and like, I didn't actually, but like fetal positioned, you know what I mean? Like I just yes. felt like I was hiding myself from the world because it was big and scary and I didn't want anything to do with it. And then guess what I did? Stress eight, stress eight, stress eight. And then I... There was one day and I remember it vividly because it was the day that the river broke because in Fort McMurray, there's two rivers that joined together and it plugged up the river and then it flooded like half of the downtown section. And it was only five years ago now that our half of our city burnt down too. So it's like, it's just in the last five years, it's just been mother nature taking its toll for sure. But Mm -hmm. that's what we get for digging all the oil sand out the ground anyways. (laughs) um, So it was a morning and I was like, fuck it. (laughs) Like I'm going for a walk and this is happening and I have to do it. And I mean, I'd been doing walks a little bit um, just because I know that it really helps me. And there was one day that I was walking and I always do the same route, right? I was walking and All I heard was birds chirping and water running. And I was like, the river broke. I just know it. I just know it. And I walked up to the edge of the viewpoint where you can see the river. And all you could see was ice flowing. And I was like, yes. Okay. Today's a new day. It was six o'clock in the morning. And I went Facebook live before I even saw it because I literally was like, this is it. I I know it's broken and that's the moment that everyone's waiting for because if our hospital flooded, which it was up to the sandbags, which our whole community came together and like made it happen, right? It was awesome to see the camaraderie around the community and how everyone just comes together in time of strife. Like it's, it's incredible up here, but if the, the way that our hospital layout is so stupid, but all of the generators and stuff that power the whole hospital are mm. at water level. Oh, goodness. Right? That's not clever. And yeah. then the hospital's built on a big hill, but everything that powers the hospital 
is in the flood zone. I'm like, so if the hospital goes down, the whole city has to be evacuated again. And we're like, we ain't going to let that happen. Right. So it was like three days, four days, I'm going to say four days ish, where we were just sitting there going, how many houses are going to flood? Is my office flooding? I don't know. Um, The last photos that they sent us, there was water in like, so my, my office is behind the McDonald's downtown Fort McMurray. And uh, there was water in the parking lot. Right. So I was like, my office is underwater for sure. Like for sure it is. And so that's just like so much stress. Meanwhile, it's COVID, 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 COVID. And you're like, no, my friggin' city's flooding right now. Like I can't deal with all of this shit all at once. Right. But then that moment that I saw the river flowing, I realized in that moment that everything up until then, that last three weeks was stress response, fight or flight. And like, I, I realized that about myself at that moment, that everything that happened in that three weeks was, it was not of my mind. Like it was literally that subconscious behavior that we have built in that's trying to protect us. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. So there's still people in that stress mode right now that I want to like, this is why I do this show. I want people to snap out of it. I want people to see that they can fix it. Like they can just not be scared anymore. You know, that's right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what I'm all about is trying to find inner peace. Basically, when you have inner peace, you can control the rest of your life and outside circumstances don't actually have an effect because you're in control of what happens. Mm-mm-mm. I think there's so much depth there <laughs> that we could go into, but like, just, and like, I did a podcast in those days when it was dark and it was really dark and mm. it was really low and it was really hard for me to go, okay, let's just go be a positive light in the world. You know, this is going to be great. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm sitting there freaking out inside. Right. So if you go back to my March podcast, just know that my brain was mush at that time. (laughs) It's just crazy to see how our bodies react once we calm down and we just go, Oh, okay. That's right. What's next? When you learn to take a step back, suddenly everything is sort of okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like everyone's going to react to things differently. Yes. Yes. Right? The but when you don't know what's going on, if you know, and it's lack of understanding that um, yeah. creates the hell inside your head, basically. Yeah. Well, and I think that people don't spend the time to dig into what they're thinking about. No, they don't. Not at all. It's it's a question of actually taking a step back and looking at the situation from an outsider's point of view. A hundred percent. You know, because one of the things I've learned is that you can look at yourself in a situation and then you, then you take several steps back and you look at yourself still there and think, well, what, from this point of view, what does that look like? And what am I saying? And, you know, is that really what I want? And then you take more steps back and go, go through the whole sort of ream of, of whether each step back you're taking is working for you Uh and then when you're at the 10th step back then you can go back to the first person and say how do you feel now yeah because I think it takes that to actually dig into those subconscious behaviors like you gotta Mm. 
sometimes you just got to stop what you're doing. I don't know. Some people call it meditation. Some people call it prayer. Some people just call it breathing. (laughs) Well, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I breathing exercises are very, very important. I think because it, you know, you have to, I, I do a thing which I call breathing in the good and out the bad. So you, as you're breathing in, you think of all the good things in your life and you breathe out all the things that are irritating you Um, and just let your body stop. (laughs) When I was at the Joe Dispenza event in Mexico, he was talking about just, um, just feeling in your heart and like breathing from your heart. And just when you close your eyes and you just sit there and you go, can I feel my heartbeat right now? And am I acting out of my heart or am I acting out of my head? Mm -hmm. Right. And when you open your heart, And I find a lot of people hunch, they sit very forward. And if you guys do that, just know you're protecting your heart. So when you lift your shoulders back and you project yourself, it actually makes you happier because your cerebral spinal fluid, here's the science side of me, your cerebral spinal fluid will flow more easily to your brain, which literally cleanses your brain of toxins because you're sitting up straight, your spine is erect, you're able to flow properly your energy is moving properly and you're able to open your chest and open your heart and that's the vulnerability side of you that comes out that's scary and it's it's so natural to want to not show that side of yourself but you look at people who are in the fitness space for example you don't see them slouching You know, like people that take care of themselves, for instance, their Mm. health is important to them. You don't see them slouching. You don't. You see them standing proud and tall. Yes, that's true. As a child, I always, I hated that I was tall, right? Like, I don't know if you know, but I'm very tall. Are you? I'm I'm actually very short. So (laughs) I'm I'm six foot one. Oh, wow. And my whole life, I wanted to be shorter. Yes. I I hated being tall. I got made fun of for being tall all the time. And the bullies are mean, man. I figured out that it's actually one of my superpowers. It's what makes me unique, right? People understand, oh, Elena, the super tall girl. And I use that to my advantage now because now people remember me because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember Elena, the super tall girl. Because guess what people say to me every time they meet me? Holy, you're so tall. I'm like, (laughs) no. But they talk to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had no idea I was super tall. You know, like, obviously, I'm freaking ginormous. I know I have to shop at specialty stores for pants and shirts, and it's super annoying. But it's something that's different about me that I've learned to love about myself. And I used to try and shrink myself down to fit other people's definition of what's normal. And now I've learned that that's what makes me me is because I've gone through that pain and I've gone through that frustration with myself and having to outgrow it. Now I wear high heels and people are like, Elena, do you need to be any taller? And I said, you can wear heels. Why can't I wear heels? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, maybe I just want to feel pretty today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's crazy. But. Well, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm five foot three, so I'm considerably shorter than you are. Um, and as a result, I've always felt very small, but I stand up straight as a whole. And people, have, whenever I tell people I'm five foot three, they don't believe me because I just support myself, my neck. <laughs> yeah, you got big energy. Than it should be, you know. Yeah. And I think when you showcase yourself as proud 
right? And I am here versus just trying to hide. It's your energy that people see. It's the, it's the smile. It's the love. It's the compassion. It's the, the person who you are deep down that really shows up. And it's not the super tall girl who's super intimidating and big and scary. And I'm like, why am I scary, man? Why am I scary? Because I do the things you're not willing to do. Why does that make me scary and intimidating? It shouldn't, right? You should just want to be more like that. I don't know. Yeah, everyone Actually, one, there's one thing that I, I teach people to do, and that is when they're walking along to look just slightly above them. So don't look straight ahead. Look slightly up all the time. I mean, obviously, you have to look down to make sure you don't fall over. But, but if you just project yourself just sort of 10 degrees higher than your natural eye level that helps you stand up straighter yeah i love that i used to write uh, on my hands when i was first starting on my like my fitness journey so i was working as a pastry chef right and i used to write think thin because then I'd suck in my abs and I'd stand up taller, right? Yeah. And I'd have better posture when I'm lifting things because I kept throwing my back out because I'd lift a hundred pound mixing bowl onto a table that was three feet in the air. And then I'd figure out that, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> you know? yes. Why did I do that? I threw my back out for three days and then I'm like, oh, I just haven't been focused on being strong. You know, like I didn't ever think about being strong before. I just lived life, you know, or I didn't think about being healthy or I didn't think about any of this stuff. And I was like, oh, hmm, I need to figure this stuff out. And (laughs) it really does change how you feel about yourself. I think it changes how other people see you as well. Um, And my, my trainer in business was literally just like, Elena, just be softer, just softer because I don't know. I think when you're aggressive, I don't know if the regressive is the right word, but like, uh, I, I can come off as a little overpowering because of my <laughs> stature. Right. So I right. have to intentionally be a little softer and a little bit more friendly and kind because people are naturally intimidated by me because I'm taller than them. Yes. Right. So it's, it's quite interesting to see mm. the different side of yourself. And it's like, okay, how can I be more universally likable? You know, universally <laughs> likable. I can't talk. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I think that that word of advice was just softer, you know? Yes. And that helped me really dig into what enjoyment to me as well. Um, I do really well with music. For example, I play 528 Hertz music um, while I'm walking, for instance. And I just, I feel like I'm, I'm walking through a fairy tale and it's just like, I'm a fairy goddess. (laughs) And then our music is very good for you. If you can, you know, singing is good for you. Even if you don't think you can sing, it doesn't matter. It changes your vibration. It does. Totally. I think that's so important. I think if people understand, we're going to finish on this, but if people understand how upping your vibration level can make you feel, oh my goodness, it'll change your life. Absolutely. That's that's all it takes, even though it's actually takes a bit of practice. (laughs) 
it takes a lot of practice. Let's be yes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of practice. But just just knowing what you've got to do and and you know that you want to do it, that's a good start. And once you've started, then you carry on. Yeah. So I found that for me, yoga is what makes me sane. Like it yeah, keeps yoga me is superb. It keeps yes. me breathing. It keeps me focused on going in inside, like seeing the loving side of myself, seeing the playful side of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's just my inner child coming out. And if I don't have those moments, I'm very brash. I'm very abrasive. I'm very business driven, you know, like super achiever. And if I don't have that side of myself where I'm being playful, I become a little overpowering, you know? So <laughs> I think that if we can find the yoga makes works, you softer. Yeah. Find what works for us and find what makes us feel better then everything lines up. Yes. We find happiness. You just, you just got to, to be more aware. That's really what it boils down to. Uh-huh. So where can people get more access to you if they want your help? <laughs> um, well, uh, I have a Facebook page, um, which is Sue JLB, and they can message me through that because most of my um, posts and things are on there or LinkedIn, which is also Sue JLB. Well, thank you so much for today. I love well, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> I know I talked a lot today, but I loved it. That was so good for me. I want to book a session to do some hypnotherapy. I think that'd be really excellent. Cool. <laughs> like, let's do without a doubt, I'll be there. Those stress responses. I don't know. That fight or flight is a bitch. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're all inbuilt with them, but we have to we have to learn to control them and, and overcome them. Yeah. yeah. Joe said it really good. He's like, when you're in fight or flight mode, your body's not meant to digest food. So when you're walking down the street and you're like, yeah, this is good. And then all of a sudden you're faced with a Jaguar in front of you. Is it the time to digest food right then? Nope. Your body's in flight mode, right? You're (laughs) literally in that stress response. And he said, that's what we do with ourselves all the time. So when we can understand that, how much better can we metabolize our food? How much better can we deal with our stress levels, right? Yes. Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) But it's just a question of learning all about it. Yes. Yeah. Being aware and understanding that the thoughts in our head aren't always there to serve us. They certainly aren't. No. Trouble is our head doesn't know what we put in, whether it's true or false. Yes. It just absorbs everything all the time. Up to us to control it. Yeah. Just remember that the things that you put in your head is garbage in, garbage out. So if you're literally putting into your mind all the time that soap opera and it's drama, 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 what are you attracting? Absolutely. Drama, right? If you're putting those serial killer videos into your head all the time, what are you attracting? (laughs) Really negative. That's a real worry. That's a real worry. Yeah, Yeah, man. If you're watching... It just be very aware of what you're watching. That's Absolutely it. That's true. all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, people who binge, people who binge watch these things, though, it really you get totally absorbed. Yeah. And if it's 
very depressing. You know, it's like it's lifelike for you. Mm-hmm. So you become depressed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Fenster, I just interviewed him uh, on one of my last shows. I posted mm. it last week and uh, he was talking about how you're a character in your own movie. So you can either be watching someone else's movie or you can be creating your own, right? So be the character in your own movie and just create that life that you want to showcase to the world. You're creating this life for yourself, regardless of if you think people are watching or not, it's happening, right? You're creating this movie for yourself. That's right. What do you want to do? It's, it's, it's being aware that you are actually in control of it. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you again for today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. So (laughs) if you guys got value out of today's show, make sure you share it. I know that there's going to be a whole bunch of people reaching out to Sue for sure. I am so excited to hear your guys' feedback on this episode. Thanks again for listening. Have a good one.